0: Experimental Humanities
1: Hello, and welcome to Experimental Humanities Out Loud, the podcast where we investigate how technology mediates what it means to be human. I'm Laura Conruther, an anthropology professor here at Bard College, and I'll be taking you through this series of episodes about the Experimental Humanities Sound Cluster. As one of the initial members of the EH Steering Committee, I started one of EH's first interdisciplinary clusters of faculty who all share an interest in sound. The Sound Cluster gathered together monthly to discuss scholarly articles, listen to sound projects, or share our writing works in progress. Our work together led to a fantastic campus-wide sound symposium in the spring of 2016 that included keynote speakers an exhibition of student and faculty work and academic panels around themes we had been discussing in our cluster. This series of Out Loud features episodes about the formation of the sound cluster, memories of the symposium, and examples of student work from two classes taught by faculty in our working group. Listen up and let's dive into the first episode about how the sound cluster got started.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Danielle Ryu. I run the Human Rights Radio and Sound Lab, and I'm the Associate Director of the Human Rights Project here at BARD. Uh, I'm also a member of the Experimental Humanities Sound Cluster, and I edited this episode. So, I'm just going to add a couple of details to Laura's introduction to help orient you in your listening. This episode is roughly divided into four sections, uh, brief sections. The first is basically how we got started. The second is what we did. The third is what we all got out of it and what we thought was really great about it. Uh, and finally, what comes next. So, since it was hard for us to get all of the members of the Sound Cluster together at the same time to do this, uh, we ended up having to break it into two groups. So you're going to hear the slight difference in the recording style and quality of those um, two different reminiscences. Uh, In the first, you're going to hear the voices of me, Laura, who you met in the introduction, Olga Tulumi, who teaches architectural history here, Alex Benson, who's in the literature program, and through Skype, which you will also hear, uh, Maria Sonovitsky, who used to teach ethnomusicology here at Bard, and uh, last year migrated over to Berkeley. In the second group, you will hear the voices of Matthew Deedy, who is in the physics program. He actually just retired uh, the other day, so congratulations, Matt. And you'll hear Julianne Schwartz in the art program, and you will once again hear Laura's voice, too. So... So...
1: Okay. In my memory, this is how it happened. We, Experimental Humanities, got this big grant, and in the grant there was the idea of having these different clusters. And because of my work on radio, Maria asked me to join the steering committee, and so I volunteered to start one of the clusters and said, I know that there are people on this campus who are interested in sound. This is a direction, that, you know, my research is, is going. Even though I had um, written about radio, my, oddly enough, I wasn't so much focused on sound. <laughs> um, and so I was, like, thinking about that. And so... You're skipping um, steps
2: there, Laura. What was the step? No, but, like, I, I was thinking that, like... You actually reached out to a bunch of people, like, that's what I don't know. How did you know who to contact?
1: I contacted, uh, well, I mean, we had a new ethnomusicologist, right? We have Danielle, who's in human rights radio. Uh, Alex and I had spoken Mm -hmm. um, before about his research, we had uh, Susan Miriam on the uh, Experimental Humanities Steering Committee oh, who said, so. oh, we have another faculty member who's doing mm. stuff on sound. Uh, we knew that Matthew was teaching um, acoustics. We I knew that Julianne was doing mm. sound sculpture, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Danielle recommended a few other people, like, basically through word of mouth. I just contacted a bunch of people and said, bring whoever you think would be interested if there are other people.
3: I remember you actually finding me, coming to my office, and saying, we've got this group getting together, and you listed out who the different people were. And you said, I know you teach about sound and it'd be interesting to have your perspective on these things as well.
1: I remember being really excited that Matthew was going to be there mm-hmm. because I would always wanted to yeah. you know I'd heard about the acoustics class it's really aligned with some of my explorations and, and the overlap some of, my of our teaching. student
3: bodies is enormous
1: enormous <laughs> yes the overlap yeah. of our students um, so I think Matthew was the big draw for me yeah. <laughs> at first and then when I got there it was really fascinating to hear the perspectives
0: of the different faculty
1: We decided that we were going to meet to just get around a a group of readings, right? And I think we picked um, Emily Thompson's... uh, Soundscapes
3: of Modernity.
1: Right. We yeah. picked that intro, and then
2: I remember Jonathan Stern's mm-hmm. uh, reading on the shopping mall right. of...
1: sounds like the Mall of America. So yeah. we picked those two readings and mm. decided we would all get together and meet in mm-hmm. the you know around the seminar table. And I think that was the beginning of the cluster. We did those academic readings, but then we also had some. Sound pieces we were listening to, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. Danielle brought in some stuff that she was working on, and well, that you came to my studio. We okay. came to your studio. Yeah, yeah. That that was amazing really trip. fun. It was really amazing. I think
3: it helps that all of us are used to teaching students who are not specialists. The the level of non dogmatism in that group was really impressive.
1: That was something we were all in some ways striving for.
3: I was coming just for interest, wanted to be engaged with good colleagues, and what I found out was, you know, we're actually dealing with a lot of similar issues and by learning each other's perspectives we're all going to know a lot more about what we already work on.
1: Well, I think something that really helped us is that we were all curious about each other's disciplines, and we had very active interest in the other's Perspectives.
2: That group was very productive because somehow there were many micro groups formed out of this one big group. Like we decided to co-teach a class, Maria, and then the symposium also happened, and you were teaching also a class on. I
3: was, yeah, on sound sound in American literature.
2: Yeah, Yeah. many conversations sprang from that group. I feel so. It was not only the symposium; it was just like a culture around sound in campus. One mm-hmm. session that we had two years ago
3: that was great for me was when I was giving a conference paper and the, the Helen, Helen Keller oh, and so Du Bois yes. piece I was writing. And um, I'm, I was so grateful for that session because we had a, mm-hmm. a great long 40-minute conversation. I go to the conference the next week, give a 20-minute talk, and get, you know, there's time for one question, yeah. right? right? So like, mm-hmm. the only event where that got meaningful feedback was
1: that group. The presence of the physicist in the room, you know, is one of the things that I think also made this so valuable because we could have those moments where we said, you know, but actually, what does resonance really mean <laughs> in, a, in like an acoustic sense? Um, and some of my favorite memories are of Matthew kind of pausing and bringing out a spring, yeah. you know, and <laughs> saying, like, here's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the interdisciplinariness of it is something that from, so I'm, you know, I'm no longer at a small liberal arts college and that's what one of the things I miss the most because I benefited so much from that kind of cross-fertilization of the ability to just so quickly reach out and say like I need a, you know a, a literary perspective on this question or I need an architectural historian to weigh in or yeah. I need an anthropologist which was actually kind of liberatory
2: mm-hmm. because you don't have to make an argument about a discipline or right. you don't need to discipline the discipline exactly, or work against the discipline or like have the discipline as a ghost behind you you know yeah, yeah. like defining the conversation you're just like oh I'm going to think about my work and my discipline through this material mm-hmm. and through this yeah. phenomenon actually not material mm-hmm. and see what comes out of it
3: yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, when I went to graduate school, uh, sound studies wasn't something that people in literary studies were paying attention to, whatever extent other people in in other fields were. And so the sound cluster was in some ways like my way into that field, even though we didn't define ourselves super strictly as yeah. a sound studies group. But I got a sense of the field through it, and in some ways the sound sound symposium was almost my way out.
2: I think there was also like a difficult coming back from. Mm-hmm.
1: The ending of the conference? I think yeah. it's, yeah, no, it was hard to come back. Yeah. That's what you're saying. It was the way out, in a way, too. Oh,
2: that's what you mean when you say the way out. Well, I mean, they're, they're separate but
3: related, right? The question of, like, your own thinking about sound studies um, and and the question of, like, our practices as a as a group.
2: Somehow it's difficult because we are evolving and then what do you do with that like do you keep the same people or do you keep the same subject and change the people
1: like how do you move afterwards and we never actually Mm -hmm. had this conversation i think this is a broader question of how does an intellectual group evolve Mm -hmm. right where part of what also brought us together was planning this Mm -hmm. event that we had a project Mm -hmm. to do together but i'm
2: thinking Mm -hmm. it's so wasteful to like build community and then the topic leaves, but then you don't do anything with the community you have. Videos.
3: Right, as if, the, as if the disciplinary category is more important than the, yeah. than the conversation that you've been developing. It's yeah. a
0: post-sound cluster. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> sound! <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a post-sound.
3: <laughs> Would that just be an echo cluster? Yeah. And then we're back to sound.
1: Echo. <laughs>
0: That's exactly it. Hi again, everyone. Danielle here. I just wanted to say that I had to end this episode on a laughing note because I think it's fair to say that we spent a lot of our time in our sound cluster laughing a lot, even though we were really serious about our reading and thinking together. We did have a lot of fun. I also quickly wanted to add that none of our discussion that you heard was really scripted, which I think is also very much in keeping with the spirit of our group. Um, I think the very spontaneous and rich connections that always came out of our meetings were the central feature of the cluster, and I think why it was so appealing for so many of us. You know, combined the humor, the genuine interest, and the collegiality made the group really special, uh, certainly to me. So thank you all for listening, and a very, very special thanks to Laura Conruther, who led our sound cluster for those years and to all of the members of the sound cluster past, present, and future. EH Out Loud is produced at Bard's Center for Experimental Humanities by Krista Caballero, Corinna Cape, and Bird Cohen, with season two produced in collaboration with me, Laura Kunruther, and the EH Sound Cluster. Sound editing and music by me, Laura Kunruther, Ariel West, and Bird Cohen. Transcription by Anna Hallett-Guterres and Ariel West. You can find out more about Experimental Humanities at BARD by visiting eh eh.bard.edu. That's eh.bard.edu. Thank you.